everybody. Welcome to the Hidden Gems Podcast. This is the podcast where we talk about uh, our some of our favorite streaming services, and we try to pick five. We and we each try to pick five selections that we think are hidden gems on that streaming service for you to check out. And it's a lot of fun. We do it every single Friday. And I'm filming with Rachel Wagner, and Ryan is here. Hey, Rachel. So great to be back with you once again. And uh, wow. Technology has not been not been our friend today. Like trying to get into this Zoom meeting, it was it was harder than working out Chinese algebra. And you've had your own technical problems with yeah. not recording things. It's just we're we're both having we're both having problems. Yeah, it's been kind of intense day, but <laughs> uh, but that uh, is always a a good time to talk to friends. Yeah, <laughs> it's <indeed. so> stressful. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's uh, it that I get. We do laugh, but I mean that is just one of those things that just makes us human. You know. Yeah. I'm I'm not worried about the monkeys. I'm worrying about us. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. So today we are talking about Netflix. So that's exciting. And we've talked about Netflix a number of times on this podcast and hidden gems. So we're going to try to talk about things that maybe we don't feel like get enough love as opposed to the big name properties that are on Netflix. And uh, so it should be pretty fun. And uh, yeah, how have you been doing, Ryan? I'll be honest. I've had a couple of rough days because uh, my, my father had to go to the hospital because, well, he got something stuck in his eye and he's, oh my gosh. he's a chronic yard worker. He's always in that dang yard of ours. And because we live in Florida, it's an unwritten law somewhere that, uh, that we have to have palm trees in our yard. And well, you can pretty much put two and two together from there. But thankfully he went to the hospital, got it fixed. He's doing great. It's just, oh, good. it was, it was a super worrying, uh, it's a super worrying uh, Saturday, but yeah. other than that, m- my dad's a soldier. Like he would, he'll, he'll forge his way through anything. And then, uh, I'm glad, just, I'm glad to hear that he's okay. Uh, thank That's you. That's a relief. And just my, uh, I've had a couple rough, couple days just outside of this. But honestly, it's knowing that I was going to be doing this with you today is just just made me made me want to trudge through it even more so that that's all i've got to say about it oh well me too for real me too well let's dive in let's talk about some of the hidden gems on netflix and i'll start my first choice is actually a series i finally finished it my friend and co-host of hallmarkies podcast and she had been telling me to watch this for many months and it's called julie and the phantoms and it just got pretty good place i don't know how hidden it really is but it's a very cute show it's directed by kenny ortega who is like the king of disney channel he did all the high school musical movies he's he's uh, he did the original newsies he's incredible and uh and he did the um uh what's it called the descendants he did the descendants so he has a lot of experience with teenagers and a lot of experience with music 
in shows. And in this case, it's about this girl, Julie, who has lost her mother. And so she's struggling and uh, she is a musician, but she didn't, wasn't able to get into the music program at school. And uh, so she's feeling depressed and one day she ends up meeting these young men who turn out to be ghosts and they uh and but the only time they can be seen is when they are playing music with julie so they that they become the phantoms julie and the phantoms and it's a really charming sweet show with a big heart to it i i kind of like more sort of broadway type of singing like in high school musical the musical the series better than this kind of more poppy songs but it's still very good songs and overall i think the whole family could watch it and really enjoy it and uh it's it's a good show it's on netflix yeah kenny ortega is kind of like he's he's like the choreographer's choreographer not only yeah. has he done tons of work in movies and tv but he also choreographed the uh, the music video for a little music video called Thriller. Some of you may have heard of it. So yeah. <laughs> it, he was a frequent collaborator with Michael Jackson, and and he directed the uh, the movie Michael Jackson This Is It, which was the oh, yeah. making which was the making of documentary of Michael Jackson's supposed supposed to be big big concert before Michael Jackson unfortunately passed away. So Kenny Ortega got got around and got a lot of work, uh, as as and still does. But yeah. as far as this show, I had no idea this was being made. But it sounds like it sounds like something that I would enjoy because yeah. it, it's I can't I know I've seen a movie with a similar premise or kind of a similar premise, and it, and when I whenever I thought about it, it just brought me back to a movie like The Last Starfighter, where it's about this boy who finds a cabinet uh, video game and it turns out to be a big recruitment program for an alien space fleet which is a completely different thing so i'll have to i'll have to check this out just it's really cute and it's it's not too much of an investment it's just eight episodes 30 minutes so not too bad uh and you get you get a cute story so i i'd recommend it i think you'd like it so what do you have first you want to talk about? So my first choice is a movie from 2012, and it is called Big Miracle. Uh, this was directed by Ken Quapis, who is probably not really well known in the movie world, but in the TV world, he's like, he's got, he's got some mm -hmm. credit to him. He's yeah. directed many episodes of Malcolm in the Middle, many episodes of The Office, He's currently working on a show called Black AF. I'll let you fill out the rest from there. And yeah, I actually, it's kind of cool that I did for Homeworkies podcast, I did an interview with Michael Rady, who he, I mean, he told a story about Ken Quapas in the interview because when he, he directed his very first, the very first movie that Michael Rady was in was The Sister to the Traveling Pants. And I guess at one point, this is literally his first project a, a you know major feature film like this and i guess at one point he accidentally called cut <laughs> and i guess he, he like called him over and he's like that's my job it's okay <laughs> but he was saying how just incredibly nice of a man that he he was and a, and a good director so yeah he's done a lot of fun stuff yeah 
Yeah, Quapis directed one of my favorite episodes of The Office called Company Picnic, where oh. it, it, where the Scranton branch of Dunder Mifflin is fighting the other branches in a volleyball tournament, and Dun and Scranton wins. However, in that same episode, we learn that Jim and Pam are going to be having a little Jim or Pam, <laughs> who turns oh, out to be yeah. their first their first daughter, mm -hmm. Cece. So that was just a great episode, but. Pivoting away from the office, Big Miracle is based on a true story of a of a man named Adam, played by John John Krasinski. I know how to talk, and and he's a reporter in this very very small Alaskan town. Like it's barely being able to be found on a map, like one of those places. And he learns that underneath the growing Arctic Circle, there's a family of baby, or uh, there's a family of whales underneath there. And the ice is forming so fast that they can't escape. So so Adam finds his ex-girlfriend, played by Drew Barrymore, who also happens to volunteer for Greenpeace, to find a way to get the whales back out to the open ocean. Uh, this is a movie that definitely flew under the radar. And when I saw it, I, I remember seeing it with my mom. We both really enjoyed it. I, I really like, I really like these smaller true stories like this because in many ways the truth is stranger than fiction and in some cases you're like there's no way that that actually happened and then you look it up and you're like oh it did happen <laughs> and, and and of course of course John Krasinski is great in this movie he's great in most of the things he is involved with hopefully a quiet place too gets released you know fingers crossed but Drew Barrymore is really good in there as well I like the relationship with the uh, with the little boy. I can't remember his name, but I like the relationship there. He listened to you two, so he's awesome, and it's just a very touching story. And it's uh -huh. and and I just my heart grew three sizes after watching. Aww. Yeah, I've heard about it. I've never seen it, but it seems like a great pick for family movie night. So maybe I'll have to do it one of yeah, these that's, weeks. That's definitely a worthy candidate for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That sounds good. All right. Well, my next choice is definitely debatable about hidden gems, but <laughs> because it's pretty popular. But I went ahead and wanted to talk about it anyway. And it's the Great British Baking Show or the Great British Bake Off if you're in England. They couldn't call it that here because I guess Pillsbury owns the term bake off. Like they have a trademarked or whatever. Really? So yeah yeah that's what someone told me at least uh so the great british baking show <laughs> and they have nine seasons and i find i i i knew that i would like it but i was just like i can't dive in there i can't make that commitment and but then i finally did watch two seasons over between december and january and it's such a good show <laughs> I knew I would love it and I did love it and I think what makes it good compared to uh the, the Food Network shows which I also do love is that they don't make them rush so much like they still have time limits and it still can be a problem but they give them pretty a pretty long time to do most of the challenges and there's three challenges per episode and so you really feel like you get to know the contestants very well, especially the ones that hang around for a long time. You feel like you feel very invested in them and the judges are fun and 
uh, you get to see a lot of different stuff made over the course of the season. Uh, so that's fun. And you get to learn that they call cookies biscuits in England, which I didn't know about. <laughs> it, I, I remember, I remember when I went to Ireland, someone said, Hey, you want to get some biscuits? And I'm like, wait, like, is there a fried chicken place around here? Yeah. <laughs> and, and then I was like, Oh wait, cookies and biscuits are like, are like terms yeah. switched around. So a bit funny. of a learning curve. Yeah. And you can see all different kinds of custards and cakes and all kinds of stuff like that made. And it's just very entertaining. It's a good show. Yeah. It makes I, you hungry though. For sure. When, when I was younger, I would watch like endless marathons of like Chopped and Iron Chef America and The Worst Cooks in America and all of the wars shows like Cupcake Wars and Christmas yeah. Wars and <laughs> Halloween Wars. No. I, I don't know why. There was just something about those shows that I just loved. It was like, it, like with Chopped, you know, in one basket, you could get like chicken and gravy candy canes and like ostrich in a basket. <laughs> Or in, I remember in one basket, they got like bacon popcorn and some weird yeah. obscure rice. You know, it's just shows like that just fascinate me because it's like you take these really executive chefs, you know, like in any other world, they're the number one, but then they're yeah. thrust into this world where they've got to like say, all right, you got 15 minutes, you've got ramen noodles and salt, go. And, yeah. and you force it in front of judges. And so... Yeah, I love Chopped too. I think that this is probably this show is probably more like uh, like Top Chef because you're with the same people episode after episode after episode, as opposed to Chopped. You know, we're new every time, and uh, so yeah. But I do. I always have it on my DVR. Chopped <laughs> every Tuesday night. <laughs> so I'm with you there. With you there. Uh, so. Uh, that's my second choice. The Great British Baking Show. It's very entertaining. <laughs> uh, shout out to, uh, shout out to Judge Scott Conant and his absolute hatred for raw red onions. <laughs> yeah, I'm with him there. I, I, I agree. <laughs> the thing about raw onions is that they just take over all the other flavors. So that's all you can taste. Pretty much. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's like you take one and it's like, oh, well, there goes the rest of the meal. <laughs> That's right. But what is your next pick? So my next pick is another movie based on a true story. I didn't plan this. I was just scrolling through and I was like, oh, big miracle going. And then this movie going. Uh, it's from 2017 and it is called Chappaquiddick. Uh, this is, this was directed by a man named John Curran, who is, this movie is really all that he's known for. He directed some smaller movies, but this is like his big, like, coming out movie. And Chappaquiddick is, again, based on the true story of what happened one night in 1969 when Ted Kennedy left a woman in a car at the bottom of a river. And, uh, and the movie does a great job of showing, of showing how potentially devastating this all is because around that time, the Kennedy, the Kennedy name was still pretty, was still held in pretty high regard, especially in the case around this time, because John F. Kennedy had died in, on November 22nd, 1969, and Robert Kennedy was either, either about to be assassinated or around this time. My timeline's mm -hmm. a bit off, but there was, but the movie does a great job of documenting just how, 
just how dangerous this all is because Ted Kennedy is set up to be the next big thing. And the last thing anyone needs is this whole incident being drudged up into the forefront. And so this, if leave any political ideologies off to the side, this is one of those, this is one of those movies where it's just, it's just a straight up drama and it's done really well. The cast is absolutely stacked. Jason Clark is in it. He's really good. Kate Mara's in there. Ed Helms in a rare serious role. He's good in there as well. Uh, Bruce Dern is in there. Always love Bruce Dern. Uh, even Jim Gaffigan gets a, gets a serious role and he's primarily known for comedy and he does pretty well as well. And then there's Clancy Brown as Robert McNamara. Love Clancy Brown. The movie's just got a pretty stacked cast. And like I said, I just suggest leaving any pre predetermined feelings off to the side and just enjoy the quality of the movie because on the whole, it's really well done. I remember seeing this and I was like the only one in the theater, which is really sad because I, I think this was very well made. Yeah, I remember hearing pretty good things about it, but I haven't seen it. So that's definitely one I need to check out. And you have Jason Clark playing Ted Kennedy, is that right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So be, that is a good cast. Yeah, be prepared for a lot of Boston accents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ed Helms' character is named Joseph Gargan, and every time it's like, this is Joseph Gargan, and he is my assistant. And I'm like, every time I hear that, I'm like, he popped his car in the Harvard, yeah. <laughs> You're like, what is Mark Wahlberg in this or something? <laughs> like, this takes place in the Goodwill Hunting universe or something. <laughs> right. Very good. Okay. Well, my third recommendation for y'all today is the 100-foot journey. And this is a movie about, it stars Helen Mirren as this woman who is this French chef, and she has everything to a T. Everything's very precise and planned and perfect. And 100 feet away from her, all of a sudden an Indian restaurant gets opened up and there's this rivalry between the two. Uh, and, uh, but then they end up kind of through various things end up coming more and more into contact with each other and, uh, and how they, they actually end up learning from each other. It's really cute. And the food, woo, it will make you so hungry. You do not want to be on an empty stomach when you watch this movie because you will be starving. You will, you will regret it. <laughs> yes, because it has the food styling is just absolutely incredible in this movie, both the Indian side and the French side. So, and Helen Mirren's great as always. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this movie was directed by Lasse Holstrom, who also directed Chocolate. So if there is any guy that you want to direct a food-related movie, that's who you call. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> but yeah, I remember seeing this in the theaters, and I was honestly surprised at how much I, I really enjoyed it. I saw it with my mom, and I was thinking, oh, well, at least I'll be, you know, seeing it with my mom, and, and that'll be nice. Mm -hmm. And I turned out to really enjoy it. I, I, love, yeah. the I love the dynamic between, between Madame Mallory and Papa, and... And there's this one scene where uh, where Mallory's like, maybe you should turn the heat down. And then Papa's like, I shall turn the heat up. And it's just, it's such a nice, it, it like they, it's clear that they don't like hate each other, but it's like, it's like competition for the very first yeah. time. And it's just, it's like trading barbs. But then 
and I won't spoil it, but after something happens to the Indian restaurant, there's a very tender scene where Mallory actually does some pairs on the restaurant and she is like, oh no, I'm not doing this for me. I just hate looking at your restaurant all the time. But you know, she right. all, all, all her mind really knows is first year. So it's hard for her to communicate, I'm trying to help. It's, yeah. a, it, it's in the hands of any other director, it would have just gone, <clears throat> but Lasse Holstrom did a really good job I, I agree. I agree. And like I said, just getting a sense of atmosphere and place and, and I, you know, all the performances are good. And so if you, if you haven't seen it, you should definitely check it out. So what is your next pick? So my next pick is another one from 2017 and it is called Hostiles. Uh, this was directed by Scott Cooper, who also directed Crazy Hearts a movie that I have not seen, though I have heard a lot of good things about. And mm -hmm. he also directed Black Mass, which I've also recommended, uh, I believe, on one of the Hoopla episodes, if my memory serves me right. That sounds but, right. And but, uh, it was your pick for Johnny Depp. Oh, yes, that is, that's true. That's what I was thinking of. But Hostiles is, uh, is a movie about, is a movie that takes place in 1892, it's about an army captain played by Christian Bale who is assigned to take, and I want to get the, I, who is assigned to take these, uh, these Native Americans to back to their home, uh, home, their reservation. My apologies. But, uh, but at, at nearly every turn, they are attacked by, well, hostile Native Americans, for lack of a better word. And when I saw this, uh, I, I just immediately fell in love with it because it was one of those movies that I felt like it was a bit of a throwback to a movie like maybe Clint Eastwood would have made, like somewhere in between Outlaw Josie Wales and Hang Him High. Uh, Christian Bale's in there. I mean, we all know who he is. He's excellent in most of the things he's in, most. Uh, I, Rosamund Pike is in there as well. She's really good in most of the things she is in. There are many really, really good gunfights in here, and there's an especially good fight between Christian Bale and Ben Foster that I won't go too into detail about. It can get a bit long in the tooth. The movie is two hours and 14 minutes, and sometimes it's a lot of just riding across the desert. And I, and I think the movie was trying to get across the fact that this is a very long journey, but this was definitely one of those instances where they could have told us and not shown us. But that's a, that's a small gripe. I still think this was a really well-made, and I felt like it was a bit of a throwback to days gone by. That's really cool. I remember hearing about it, but I actually haven't seen that one either. And I think, I don't know if it was the length or just the fact it's a Western, uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, it sounds really good. And so I'll have to check it out. Uh, so, all right. Well, my fourth pick is a movie called Carol. And you could even count this as a Christmas movie if you wanted. And this is a lesbian love story with Kate Blanchett uh, playing a woman named Carol. And there is a woman played by Rooney Meyer, who is, uh, is uh, becomes 
involved with Kate Blanchett's character with Carol. And uh, they do a really good, this is directed by Todd Haynes and he is such a, a great director and he really manages to have uh, such a sense of place and uh, you really get the sense of the, uh, the, 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 the longing for each other that the two have. And I think that they have really good performances, both of these actresses. And it's a little bit of a slow burn for some people might feel that way. But I, I think that the characters are really well done, so it's worth it. Um, it's, it's just under two hours. But uh, I, I think they, there's such chemistry between, between Teresa and Carol that you, you kind of want these, both these characters to be happy. And it's, it's a story, LGBT love story that doesn't end like tragic, too tragically, uh, which is nice. I mean, it, it, it's a real, it's a realistic ending, but it's not like a weeper, I would say. Um, so I, I think it's a beautiful, beautiful movie. Sarah Paulson's in it. Kyle Chandler plays, plays Carol's husband. And he is such a good job. And I, I, I thought he should have been nominated for Best Supporting Actor um, because he took a character that could have been very one note and gave it a lot of meaning. You really felt sorry for him that I mean, it's not his fault that his wife is a lesbian. Um, and so, you know, that's a tough situation for him. And, uh, and so it made you feel feel for characters that you might have just that might have just been a jerk you know in a lesser movie anyway it's really well done and i recommend it yeah kyle chandler is a super underrated actor mm -hmm. like pretty much everything i've seen him in he's knocked it out of the ballpark from friday night lights to godzilla king of the monsters and everywhere in between like if he's there it's like okay this is going to be good and and as far as todd haynes goes i don't know if you've seen the movie i'm not there which is a movie loosely based on the mm -hmm. life of Bob Dylan. I grew up listening to a lot of Bob Dylan. And so it was one of those movies that I was just like, I don't know how I feel about this, but the more I've thought about it, the more I do like it. Uh, I think Haynes is a very experimental director, but he has enough of a story going to where you're like, it doesn't matter how off the rails he does get, he eventually does find his way back. So- yeah. it, He's like, he's, it, in a way, he's kind of like Frank Capra in that it doesn't matter how dark you get, as long as John Wayne gets to ride off into the sunsets, then it's it's all good. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. He also did a movie called Safe, which is really interesting with Julianne Moore and about a woman who starts to feel all the more paranoid about the environment that she's in. She gets worried that she has... It's, uh, infectious diseases and the, that the air is in clean and starts just kind of spiraling and it's a really good good film it was actually the first movie that we ever did for the criterion project me and conrado and so that's a lot of fun and it's, it's a it's a really interesting movie and so he's a great director and i think people would like carol if they're open to uh, a little bit of a slower a slower burn so what do you have next? So my next choice is a movie from 2016. And, uh, and when, you, uh, when I gave you my list, you gave me the thumbs up on it. So it's a movie you've definitely seen. It's called Midnight Special. Uh, this was directed by Jeff Nichols, 
who also directed a movie called Mud, starring Matthew McConaughey, which is super underrated. If you all have not seen Mud, Agreed. Do, do so. And he also directed a movie called Take Shelter, which is, again, super underrated. It felt, it when I saw it, I'm like, is Hitchcock still alive? What happened here? And, and, and I don't throw that around lightly, so... But in terms of Midnight Special, it's the story of a man named Roy, played by Michael Shannon, who uh, I want to say is accompanying his son named Alton across country after, uh, after a series of rather unfortunate events. And we learn through the movie that Alton has, well, supernatural abilities. And not only are these two being chased by the U.S. government, uh, but they're also being chased by a very obsessed cult, which is led by a man named uh, named Father Calvin Meyer, played by Sam Shepard. And the movie was a big surprise for me. It was one of my, it was one of the biggest surprises of 2016 for me. It was one of those movies where I was like, okay, I'm thinking this will be just a run-of-the-mill like chase movie, and I like those. But no, this movie actually has depth to it and a little bit of nuance that I honestly didn't expect from something like this. Uh, I think Michael Shannon gets a bit of a bad rap because he's known as the I will find him guy from Man of Steel or just as like as like the I'm Michael Shannon and I am really acting like this. You know, he's very he's very Michael Shannon, God bless him. But here he's actually really good and he kind of dials it down a tad. It's really quite good. Uh, Joel Edgerton is in here as well. He's really good. Kirsten Dunst is in here and she's great. Uh, Adam Driver. I was going to go, go to Adam Driver. I think, I think the Star Wars sequels have really been a benefit to Adam Driver because it's given him more of a platform to show just how good of an actor he is in movies like Silence and Black Klansman and Midnight Special and Logan Lucky and I could go on but if the sequels have done anything, it's given more of a spotlight to him and we're all the better for it. And this movie is, like I said, it's just very underrated. It severely went under the radar. I think Jeff Nichols needs just needs to do more stuff because he's directed three movies. They've all been great and nobody talks about them. He's like Joseph Kaczynski. He directed Tron Legacy, he directed Oblivion, and he's gonna be directing Top Gun Maverick, but it just, Nobody talks about him, despite mm -hmm. Joseph Kaczynski having a very strong visual style. And in the case of Jeff Nichols, he makes very tense and very character-driven movies, and nobody talks about him. And it's really sad, and we need to talk about Jeff Nichols more. Now, what did you think about the ending of this movie without giving it away? Did you like it? Because I know that's kind of controversial. That that's going to be difficult without spoiling it, though. Uh, just overall, did you like it? I thought it was a. I I did like it. I think on on the whole, I think it was kind of leaning towards a certain way. And I'm like, okay, if I were writing this, I would go more towards that direction. And largely speaking, I think it did. I I may be alone, but. I think the ending was, I think the ending was good. No, I enjoyed it and I liked the ending, but I just knew a lot of people that didn't like it. So I was just curious what you thought, but, but yeah, this is a very creative, very original 
sci-fi film that I definitely think is underrated. So I think it's a very good pick. And uh, yeah, I'll have to watch it again. It's been a little while since I saw it, but it's a good film. And I completely agree with you on Jeff Nichols. I mean, he's fantastic. And all of his films have been quite good. And uh, he hasn't made, I feel like he hasn't made a movie in a while. So I, I think Lovin' was his last one. And so hopefully we'll get more from him soon. Yeah, me too. Yeah. All right. Well, my last pick is definitely maybe a bit of a stretch as a hidden gem. But, uh, and it's a movie that I have a mixed relationship with, but I still think it's worth watching, is The Princess and the Frog. The Princess and the Frog, when it first came out, I was very disappointed in it, actually. And I was not the movie that I had hoped from the trailers and from everything. And the animation is so beautiful. But I do think it was a mistake that the plot is so convoluted and uh, they have uh, so much time with her as a frog. And I, and I never really liked Naveen that much. So there were a lot of things that I didn't like. But the good things about it that make it, I think, worth watching is the absolute beautiful animation and the, the fun songs by Randy Newman. And I think Tiana is a really good character. I really like her as a uh, as a Disney princess archetype. I mean, she's a hard worker. She has dreams, goals. And uh, so she, I think she's great. I also love her friend Lottie. I think she's hilarious. And I, so I enjoy that. Uh, I, uh, I have mixed feelings about the Shadow Man. I, I think that the animation's great, but uh, I, I don't know, some of the elements with the voodoo and other things were a little much for me. Uh, I felt like, I don't know, I didn't, I, I didn't really love that. But still overall, I, I think it's worth watching. It's a Disney 2D animated film. We, ha we haven't gotten much from them since. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, I think it's worth checking out. Yeah, I've, I've actually only really seen clips of this movie. I think I've really dined in Tiana's restaurant more than I've actually seen the movie. I know how strange that sounds, but it is what it is. I've always <laughs> wanted to see it because I because it just it looks really interesting and everyone has told me that it's good. So I got to go yeah. out of my way and see it. Yeah, the movie is a dream for Disney food. I mean... Uh, in Disneyland, you have New Orleans Square, so you can go get beignets oh uh, and mint julep, which is the yummiest, and a great bargain for, for how much you get. I think it's three of these beignets for like $5, which for Disney, that's that's a good price. Yeah, for, and... <laughs> for, for, for Disney food, that's like pennies. Yeah, that's right. And so... Yeah, uh, and and it's gonna they're gonna have the new overlay for Splash Mountain is going to be Tiana based. It's gonna be Princess and the Frog based. So that's been they waited way too long for that. That's been a long time coming, uh, but I'm excited about it as well. And uh, so yeah, check out Princess and the Frog. It's not perfect, but it's still worth watching. So what is your last pick? So my last pick is once again from 2016 and this is the tail end of 2016. I just noticed the theme like pretty much all my movies <laughs> with the exception of Big Mur Big Miracle uh, we're, we're all in one. Well, they don't have that many old 
old films on Netflix. I actually had a harder time this time finding Hidden Gems. Uh, I it was a little bit harder. I felt like. Yeah, me too. And and it was just like it just got down to okay, what do I like? And then like I found right. a list and was like, uh, okay, like that can go. But my but side road. My last choice is Patriots Day. Uh, this was from this was from late 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 2016, like into 2017, and this is the movie of the chronicling of the 2013 Boston Marathon bombing. We all know what that is. It's a damn tragedy what happened there. But when I heard that this movie was being released, I was I, I normally don't do this, but I'm like. Uh, guys, it literally just happened like three years ago, like too soon much, but if it had to be made, I'm glad we got it with the cast that we did and the director that we got in Peter Berg, because he directed Lone Survivor and he directed Deepwater Horizon along with this, and because those two movies and Patriot's Day were directed by Peter Berg, and it also stars Mark Wahlberg, I call it the Berg and Berg trilogy, because it's like Ber Peter yeah. Berg and Mark Very Wahlberg. Good. But <laughs> this is the tail end of the trilogy. And again, for a movie that I was like, really, are we making a movie about this? Like th not even like two and a half, three years afterwards. And yeah, mm -hmm. it turned out to be quite good. Uh, the cast in this movie is absolutely loaded. Mark Wahlberg, like I mentioned, Michelle Monaghan, who's great. J.K. Simmons, my man. Uh, John Goodman, a very skinny-looking John Goodman. Like, holy crap, when I saw him, I'm like, oh, someone's been hitting the Peloton. Uh, mm -hmm. And uh, uh, Kevin Bacon is in there as an FBI agent. He's always nice to see. Uh, Alex Wolf from the Jumanji movies, the new Jumanji movies, is the brother of the, of the, is one of the brothers that did the thing. And I won't say his name because I will be Burns in hell, but that's neither here nor there. And playing a terrorist yeah. must have been truly difficult, but he really did pull it off. And this is just a very, I wouldn't recommend watching this as like, oh, I'm in a good mood. Let's watch, what, what do we want to watch tonight? Patriot's Day? All right, let's go. Because <laughs> that's going to end real quick. Like this is very much, this is very much like Titanic in that you need to be prepared for what you are about to watch. But yeah. when you do watch it, it's quite good. And it had one of my favorite scenes of 2016 in there where Mark Wahlberg has just gotten off the ship. He's been through hell on earth and he just collapses on the couch and Michelle Monaghan just asks him what happened out there. And he just breaks down in tears. Like I can't even do the scene justice. It's just, it's so brutal because, you know, it was just supposed to be just a normal day, you know, just a Boston marathon. I've been to marathons. They're pretty chill events but not this time. And just, it's a truly terrible event. And if a movie had to be made about it, I'm glad that we got what we got. Yeah, and they do such a good job of Im really immersing you in the events that are happening. And especially, I, felt, I thought some of the script was kind of not great going before the, uh, the explosion. And then, but then once it happens, it's just boom, 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 boom. And uh, one thing after another, after another, after another, one reveal, and you're, you feel like you're kind of on the ground with them. And I remember when that happened 
and following each step, it just glued to my television, watching as they, uh, as things got crazier and crazier and the investigation, they, when they found him in that boat and just everything, it was, it was wild. And uh, they really captured that immersive feeling in this movie. So I think it's a, a good pick. Yeah, and also also watch Lone Survivor and Deepwater Horizon so yeah. you, you all can complete the trilogy. Yeah, you can get your Berg on Berg cred. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. All right, we did it. We'll five each, 10 total. More recommendations on Netflix. So let us know what you think of our picks and what you would be, uh, and what you've been watching on Netflix. We'd love to hear your thoughts in the comments section or on Twitter. And uh, Ryan, where can people find you? They can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd at RyanCam20. Then there is, of course, my YouTube channel, which is just called RyanCam. Uh, this past Sunday, I uploaded my video where I talk about re-watching all of the Michael Bay Transformers movies. I think I lost some brain cells while recording it, but it was one of the more fun videos that I've, that I've, ever, that I've ever made, so go check that out. Uh, we're recording this on a Tuesday, which means yesterday I released the AFI Project video for Jaws, so go check that out. And then tomorrow, a Wednesday, I'll be dropping my video for Rocky, so definitely check that out. And then this coming Sunday, I'll be talking about uh, an animated movie. Uh, it's going to be the next chapter in my I Finally Watched series, and it's going to be all about Castle in the Sky, the first uh, Studio Ghibli movie. So a lot to look forward to over my, on my channel. If you haven't checked me out, I humbly ask that you please do. I put a lot of time and effort into it, and I'm very proud of where we're going. So check me out, please, if you haven't. Yes, everybody subscribe. It's really good stuff. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes, so check that out. And also at the Hallmarkies podcast, uh, we have interviews, we have lots of fun stuff going on over there. And we also have our patron group, which we have our monthly watch alongs and other fun stuff going on. And then we have our merch store, uh, which has some really fun designs. So check that out. And thanks so much, everybody. We'll talk to y'all next week. Bye, everyone. Bye.